Hey everybody, I'm Chris Dowd. And I'm Reagan Gilliland. And this is Off Script, the podcast where every week we take a deeper dive on last Sunday's sermon, talk about the theology behind it, and get a chance to discuss anything that ended up on the cutting room floor. This is actually a little bit of a different uh, podcast today because we are wrapping up the first season of Off Script. Uh, we're actually not going to be talking about a specific sermon and driving this episode do, 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 do. is our exceptional normally behind the mic producer mm-hmm. communications artist extraordinaire ashley danner ashley danner here yes i am so excited to lead you guys through this final episode just to set the stage for you guys who are listening we have had um cupcakes mm-hmm. to yep. celebrate um our first birthday as as a podcast yes um our first season and i look forward to adding more candles to that cake uh, yeah me too yeah, i mean great. that's my job but like i'm already thinking of all the fun stuff <laughs> we're gonna do and yeah, season two is going to be fun. So today um, I wanted to share something with our listeners that is a huge, a huge success, a huge point of pride for us, um, which is that since we started the formal Christ United podcast ministry, all of you listeners out there um, have created this online community that was not once there before. Um, and just for an example, just since early stages of the pandemic in 2020, we have had just about 20,000 listens. Hmm. That's and, awesome. And none of those are my mom. <laughs> right. She doesn't even know how to do a podcast. <laughs> so it's not like my mom's listening to it over and over again, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. No, no familial support. <laughs> none. On, on this, got, on this end of the My table. husband, no one. Mm-mm. No. Blake, Blake says he's going to listen to him now. He's decided. <laughs> okay. He said he's like one of those people that likes to wait until all the Netflix show is out. Yeah, well, I, and then I listen that. to it all. Yeah. yeah, the binge binge listening or binge watching thing. Yeah, yeah, binge listen to his wife. But yeah, yeah so <laughs> do you think he's going to do that? Oh, I think he will. Okay, you better. It's <laughs> a better answer. You can quiz him. <laughs> quiz him. What did what, what joke did Reagan make? <laughs> or which more appropriately, which joke didn't she not like? Mm. Right. We're getting to that. <laughs> on the 19th. But yeah, 19,915 <laughs> listens, folks. And we're so thankful for your attention. And I'm really excited about all the things we get to bring you in the fall. So please look forward to that. Awesome. So, so let's jump in. Chris, <clears throat> very serious question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could you define trash <laughs> for me? So this is contextual. <laughs> It There's depends. some background. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it's you mean it's appropriate to the moment? Uh, no, I mean like the definition of trash uh, varies okay. depending on the subject. Got it. So, um, and I, I really think that I got this from my youngest son. Yeah. Whitney's my wife. Whitney is convinced that he got it from me, but I really think that I heard him saying something about trash. It sounds like something a bunch of kids would say. <laughs> so now it's just kind of it is in general it's a catch-all phrase mm-hmm. for anything that is. Um, Unworthy, Unworthy. bad, like now it's very specific with theology. Like Mm -hmm. there are some theological concepts that are trash and need to be, uh, well thrown out, like Mm -hmm. need to be not revisited ever again. And then, um, like I'm very opinionated about food and stuff like that. So really, (laughs) has that come up on off script? I don't know. Your opinion has. Um, I know you hate fish sticks. I know oh, that. God, now that oh, yes, okay, no, yes. <laughs> fish so, sticks, no fish. Sticks. So every time we have, every time we have fish sticks at our house, I almost want to take a picture and send it to you. Be it's like, disgusting. <laughs> we were we were somewhere, and uh, where were we? And Max got fish sticks from the 
<laughs> we were in some buffet for some reason. I can't remember mm-hmm. where we were. I don't know if it was on vacation or whatever. And he, he actually, by choice, got fish sticks. I'm like, son, I failed you in some way. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, what eating? are these? No, no. He, he used to eat them when he was a kid. Oh, okay. Um, I think, you know, not everyone in my family shares all of my mm-hmm. hot sports opinions about food. So trash. Yeah, we'll be bringing you a whole lot more trash in the fall. Now, have, do I say that on the podcast? Trash? Do I call, yeah. A call, lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I've got half a mind to make a blooper reel. <laughs> just trash. Oh, trash. okay. So, so, like, does the listener know that I call things trash? I, I think I so. I think so. If okay. you would listen. I mean, I'll put a poll out there. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, a little more, a little more in depth here. Um, both of y'all have uh, different faith origin backgrounds. Um, and I think that that has really made this podcast super unique because we get to bring a bunch of different stories to the table. Um, and I was just interested, uh, Chris, you, you of course grew up Catholic. Um, and Reagan, you didn't grow up going to church a lot, but then Mm -hmm. through your older, like adolescent life was a part of like an evangelical community. Right. So each of you, why are you thankful for your roots? The way I would phrase this is that, I mean, the Catholic Church, my upbringing in the faith just shaped the way I look at the world. Now, I've differentiated my theology over the years, and I'm a Methodist by choice uh, because there are different emphases in the Methodist world than the Catholic world that are particularly meaningful to me. But in terms of... um, just kind of personal piety in general, uh, focus on the importance of the church, a pretty clear understanding of of some doctrinal concepts that I think people are mystified by. I mean, like as a Catholic, you're raised with the Trinity, and so it's not, you're raised to understand that it's a mystery, but you're also raised not to be intimidated by it. And right, right. To, to, like that it's part of your language, is part of what you, how you kind of interact with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, there's, so that like theologically there are really important uh, things that I cling to from my Catholic roots, but then also just life in a small town and we grew up in Maryland primarily and we were in a small country church with a, a single priest who was beloved by everyone, certainly our family mm-hmm. and that kind of community, um, like experiencing life in a faith community where we all shared some pretty important common values, uh, it impacts the way I look at life in the church today. I mean, mm-hmm. we're at a, I don't even know the order of magnitude by which Christ united is bigger than the whole church I grew up in. But some of those same traits I see uh, in life in the church. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, you know, it's it helped me differentiate. Like, I'm pretty clear about what I don't believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know, I mean, it helps me, it helps with theological clarity to have been completely immersed in one tradition and now to be completely immersed in a second. Mm. And um, so I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. There's, there's much that I love about the Catholic Church. That's interesting. How about you, Reagan? Yeah, I didn't really grow up in the church. I grew up going to a Presbyterian church like here and there, mm-hmm. but never really had a, a hold on like what I believed. And so in college, when I got more involved with um, Campus Crusade for Christ, so it really was life-changing for me and so I think through that um you know I definitely got more comfortable reading the Bible Mm -hmm. I was in the Bible every day for the first time in my life um 
And it taught me about really making God really important, Mm -hmm. like a daily part of your life. And I think it also kind of gave me some of the foundational things of um, where more, you know, my more orthodox kind of beliefs, like believing in the like bodily resurrection of Christ, like all those things like that, that has not changed. Some other things, you know, I've um, evolved or again, the Methodist church allows us to use our brain a lot more mm-hmm, and ask mm-hmm. hard questions. And so I have loved that change because I think early on I wasn't, um, and I feel like there's a space to ask hard questions, but mm-hmm. what about this? What about that? <laughs> what about that? But I was just growing a lot and just my ultimate kind of love of God. And so I'm really thankful for that. And so I don't think that has really changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm thankful for the way that it did just remind me of the importance of God and like making that a daily part of your life and how you should be seeking and growing like all the time. I mean, <laughs> um, it, actually, I know you kind of grew up this way or just like, did you do your quiet time today? What mm-hmm. did you do in your quiet time? What are you learning? How are you growing? Mm-hmm. And as in, like, sometimes I look at that now, like people kind of make fun of that. Like no one wants to see you post about your quiet time. Right. <laughs> but. Coffee la- and quiet time. Yeah, coffee and quiet time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it is like important to be like, okay, are you continually growing? Mm-hmm. Are you learning? Are you not forgetting what's most important? Mm-hmm. And so I'm really thankful that but that was like my foundation um, and not losing that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. Both of you just described different experiences, but both of them have this similar thread of spiritual discipline, mm-hmm. a strong foundation of, of spiritual discipline, um, either in the more repetitive nature of repeating something important over and over again, or here's your list. Here's your day. Yeah. Get it. Get it done. Get it done. Or someone mm. might say something to Except you. About someone's going to hold you accountable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that those are things that by growing, like growing in the church, in your spirituality that you gain, that it's a little harder to find later in life the space for, for some of those things. So that's interesting. Yeah. I think with that, you know, I think for a while there, I was like, okay, I'm only doing this to check it off of my, of mm-hmm. my list. I'm not actually enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. I went through a phase where I'm like, okay, I only want to like really read when I feel like I'm in a space kind of, mm-hmm. because I feel like I was just doing it out of like, okay, I got to do it. And I, I want to check my little box. <laughs> yeah. It says, you know, when you have like a reading plan, you want to check that box. <laughs> yeah. It's like Christian guilt instead of Christian investment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, no, that's really good. Um, so as y'all kind of look back, well, here's the retrospective portion mm-hmm. of the day. What was y'all's favorite series that you got to dig into over this last year? Either series, or I guess you could even split it down to if you had a one-off that you thought was really great. But what what really pops back for you? Well, I really loved our first one, Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. that are right. uh, naked and afraid. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, of course, I really loved the Jonah one just because we were so polar opposite <laughs> yeah. and we gave each other so much. That was fun. Yeah. Um, and I mean, then, I hope you learned that you were wrong about that. Uh, no, I didn't. It's weird. I <laughs> missed that lesson. Um, and then our New Year's one, I always forgot the name. Simple. So, uh, three Simple Rules. Three Simple wait, 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 Rules. Hang on. A Simple Guide. Mm-hmm. A Simple Guide. Mm-hmm. I, that one was great. Yeah, I was looking back through. I mean, <laughs> when we started this, it was such an uncertain time. You know, mm-hmm. the boys wrapped up school. They're 
um, recently. And we, I was thinking a lot about what it was like at the beginning of the school year for them where we weren't sure how much time they were going to be quarantined. Right. We sent them back in person mm-hmm. immediately. But there was so much uncertainty around that. And coming through it, um, they uh, it was not as disruptive as we originally thought mm-hmm. but <laughs> i mean you know when we started this in august we were in the middle of the election mm-hmm. this was pre-insurrection mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle of all of the summer protests there's a lot lot, lot i mean mm-hmm. a lot has happened in the world since then um so we did we started with naked and afraid and then we did the book of joy mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. a fun that was that good was, I, I love that book I'll, mm-hmm. i'm sure i'll read it again at some point and then we did stewardship, everyone's favorite. So what? Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had uh, All Saints, which is great. We of course we did Thanksgiving, Christ, Christ the King, Christmas Unwrapped was kind of fun. Oh, Christmas yeah, Unwrapped was, was good. But Christmas. Is always and then you already mentioned the Simple Guide, Jonah. We did the Covenant series, and then Faith Matters. I I think, pro- you know, um, I think anytime you can do a kind of a four week thing on a subject like Adam and Eve. I think that's pretty, especially for this format, when you can go deeper Mm -hmm. on those questions, Mm -hmm. um, you can answer the really important questions like did out Adam and Eve have belly buttons? Right. Mm -hmm. What color were their eyes? (laughs) What color were their eyes? Um, and people love that series too. I'm part of my job is looking at the numbers and seeing how people are engaging and different things. And I think that everyone you know, contextually in the rough seas of that part of that mm-hmm. year, right. I think it was a really good thing to dive into together. You know, I think that when y'all love it too, <laughs> right? everybody, yeah, it everybody loves yeah. it. Um, was there one of those that you found particularly impactful on your own spiritual growth? Like as you prepped for it, was there anything that impact that changed how you saw something? Um, well, I mean, the, the you know, we're in the middle of this really difficult conversation about race. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Faith Matters, that Faith Matters series, I think was was good. It was clarifying um, for me anyway. Mm-hmm. And particularly the cross and the lynching tree. I mean, mm-hmm. that, the, work, the, the work that I did around James Cone's theology and trying to translate that in a way people could hear. Um, was pretty impactful. Mm-hmm. The other stuff, I I just I love the subjects. You sure. know, I love the story of the like the whole Christmas unwrapped thing. I could do Christmas <laughs> every week. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam and Eve, I wasn't expecting to enjoy that as much. Honestly, mm-hmm. we we just we started with Adam and Eve because it's the start of the Bible. You know, we're gonna we've got this long view thing where we're gonna take s- stories from Scripture um, and kind of go through the canon over the sor- over the course of many many years. So that's the of course, the logical starting point, but that was good. That was a good opportunity to talk about how we read the Bible, how we don't read the Bible. That right. Kind of thing. That's what I was going to say. It mm-hmm. was kind of a good first toe in the water, um, of like opening the discussion of deconstruction mm-hmm. or revisiting things in a different light that was really good. So not only was it a well-known story that was fun to explore, but I think it was a new, a new topic of conversation mm-hmm. yeah. too. Yeah. How about you? Well, I was going to say a lot of people after Adam and Eve and then Jonah, especially mm-hmm. like were thankful. Like I've never read the story that way before. And mm-hmm. I've read the story a lot. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good thing about scripture. Like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, to piggyback kind of on what Chris said, and I think the reason 
the Adam and Eve was so impactful is just this whole, because there's just so much division of how are people thinking they're better than one another or wanting to have rank or, um, you know, put people down, whether it's, um, you know, color their skin or sexual identity or, you know, whatever. And so that, that just helped frame of like, okay, where did, where did it all go Mm -hmm. (laughs) wrong? Mm -hmm. And thinking about, gosh, we've been struggling this with for a long time. Um, and then the new year's thinking about, I mean, I love the simple, just the three simple rules. Like I, I like simple things. It's because I think sometimes in abroad, we tell people, okay, this is how you follow, or this is how you be a disciple. You have to do this and this and this and this, and then don't forget about this. And then make sure you do this and make Mm -hmm. sure you do (laughs) And people get overwhelmed. So I think when we break it down, it's really helpful um, because it's just people, I think generally do want to grow and they want to mature, but sometimes they don't know how, where to begin. Mm -hmm. And so I think giving them some really um, bite-sized things that actually have really big that can keep them going for a long time is really helpful. Um, and and then that coincided with a very traumatic national event. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you take Wesley's three, the three general rules mm-hmm. and overlay that, like Christian living looks like this and here's this tumult, tumultuous thing going on right. in our society. How do, how do those intersect? Mm-hmm. How do we think through our response to current events? It's pretty practical. Yeah. Uh, Wesley was nothing if not a practical theologian. Yeah. yeah. As the great pastor Matt Gaston once said, it ended up strategic. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it, was good. it did, actually. Yeah, it yeah. did. It's the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah. theologically, you would call that providence. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Curveball. What was a slog to get ready for? Were, in, were there any of these that once you sat down to try to write your sermon or do some research, you started hitting a mental a mental block that was like oof, gosh from a sermon series or from a yeah a sermon series or one of your one of your one-offs or anything in between just i think it's empathizing that maybe some y'all also sometimes have hard times mm-hmm. digging through some parts of scripture well i mean lent is the theological <laughs> beating for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know we did this series on covenant which i thought was a good I mean, it's a, it's a good subject, and those stories are really good and important. Mm-hmm. But Lent is the longest se- of those kind of seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, ordinary time technically is the longest season, but sure. you do, do whatever throughout, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The the longest we spend a dedicated amount of time on um, is is Lent. I mean, I guess Easter, but there's so much special stuff going on during that time mm-hmm. of year. So, um, I would say <laughs> that one, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to preach. I see. Wait, wait. That was a five-week series, and I only did three of them, mm-hmm. and it was still like, oh, Lent. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Reagan. Um, yeah. So, in that series, because I had to do the John like three sixteen one, mm-hmm. and oh, I yeah. was like, uh, oh, that was so good. Though. I remember when, like, you know, when Chris, you you give me like, okay, these are your dates. I'm like, great. And then it wasn't until like later on that I realized what the scripture was, <laughs> and I was like, why did I agree to this? Um. So yeah, that was really, really intimidating, and I didn't know. Like I'm right now, I'm like scrolling, looking. I'm like, what did I even say? Because I think it just, I don't know. Chris, you ever have those sermons where like you preach them, and then like two days later, you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what I said. Like I don't remember. You've said this before, where people come back and tell you a year later, man, when you said that one thing, and you're like, I don't know. 
I don't about. I don't know what you're talking about. But thank you. But thank well, you. I mean, there's a theological point to be made here too, because the Holy Spirit is, you know, present at the writing of Scripture. The Holy Spirit is present at the writing of the sermon. And I think what too many preachers forget is that the Holy Spirit is present with the listener as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, what I think I'm saying and what is that, what is heard, mm-hmm. uh, very rarely is precisely a lot. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I've been, cause I've been doing this for a while now and yeah. it's, it's not infrequent <laughs> that someone will hear something that they needed to hear mm-hmm. that I had no intention of saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and only a couple times have I been concerned about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, every once in a while, I'm like, um, uh, can we revisit that? Uh, but I think you took the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. That was when I was listening, listing what not to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not, that's not very often. <laughs> but it's interesting how people receive mm-hmm. through the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, yeah. 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 Well, which has got to be some solace because it's not all on you. It's you know, right. the Holy Spirit's working. 100%. Working. Yeah. 100%. Because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Chris, but sometimes you're like, okay, when you know you're going to preach on a text mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then you sit down and then like the Holy Spirit brings you completely different. Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. like, this is not what I intended that I thought I was going to write on. And it just flows. And that's when I know like, I feel like the Holy Spirit's really pressing, mm-hmm. like really when like it flows really easily. And I'm like, I don't know where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't remember thinking this or I haven't been like dwelling on this. Like clearly it's something is channeling. <laughs> didn't that just happen to you for Trinity Sunday? Yeah, I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't think I was going to approach it that way, but I mean, maybe cause I was super intimidated to like <laughs> try to talk about the Trinity. Um, and so it, it was a different, a different message, but I felt like, good about it mm-hmm. overall yeah it was I, really good it was one of the ones that i like just kind of wrote i'm like well this is different but we're gonna go with mm-hmm. it because there's something here it was really good so speaking of sermon writing what was your favorite pastor's joke <laughs> from that's this like year saying which is your favorite kid yeah the one great. the one that was not told that's my favorite one mm. the one not told the one not told <laughs> the silent <laughs> joke no i'm trying to think the one that you did just like two weeks ago what was it where's you, god yeah, I think people people really like that. Maybe just because there's more and more people in the sanctuary. Yeah. But man, they love I, that I'm one. I'm telling you, people love people. Uh, listen, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I learned to love the preacher joke from Jack Soper, my mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, they're corny. And sometimes you can see where they're going. <clears throat> but it's just, it's it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. uh, church doesn't have to be so damn serious all yeah. the time. Yeah, you got to break it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now you have to tell the joke. Uh, well, in case anybody missed it. So that's the one where these two rambunctious twins, are you sure you don't like the one? Um, well, there the, are many, many jokes. The Wonder Bread one was good too. The Wonder Bread one. Was awesome. Thank you. I forgot about that one. That one's awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. We lost the Wonder Bread account, right? Yeah. That one. And then there's the one where, um, Joseph of Arimathea. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The whole, mm-hmm. <laughs> He gives the grave for yeah. Jesus, but don't worry, it's just for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. I heard that one in Israel. That one's awesome. Um, I don't think I told this one, but I, I, how about that? How's, here's mm-hmm. a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I heard this one in Israel too. I don't think I've told this one. Okay. So we were um, we went, we went were in um, Capernaum, which is where the, the synagogue where he uh, first reads the scroll of Isaiah. Mm-hmm. What passage is that? What chapter of what gospel oh, gosh. is that? Oh, gosh. 
Thomas. No, I. <laughs> so in Luke four, he yeah. said, I, I was totally messing with you. Um, so anyway, it's all the gospels have it. I'm, t- I'm getting sidelined. So in Capernaum, he, this is where the, he begins his ministry, but it's also where, um, Peter was living and at least the, the holy sites in Jerusalem. I mean, in uh, Israel say that. And so we were, we were at, we were sitting outside waiting to go into the ruins of the synagogue and it's, Everywhere in Israel, it's everything. Everybody takes it pretty seriously, you know. It's kind of somber, mm-hmm. like not somber, but it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of uh, formal. Formal. It's a good word. Meditative. Mm-hmm. You know, reflective. Yeah, it's, yeah, reflective. Yeah. So um, the guy, the our guide said, after we go to the ruins of the synagogue, we're going to go to the ruins of Peter's house, and because the, they're uh, virtually adjacent to yeah. this ruin, you know what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Yeah, I can picture it. So. Um, we're all, and we had a group of like 40 people. And so we're sitting there and in and, and Israel, you, everybody's got uh, earbuds in and the guide is talking to you through a microphone. So, you know, you, anyone else can only hear him conversationally and you hear him clearly. That's cool. And it's, they call it, he calls it the whisper, put your whisper in. <laughs> and, um, so he says, uh, we're going to go see this Peter's house. And of course, this is where, uh, Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. This is very early in Mark's gospel. Um, she's got a fever or something like that. And uh, I can't, the gospels tell the story a little bit differently. But um, so Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. And this is why Peter later denied him three times. <laughs> <laughs> and we all started laughing really oh loud. <laughs> now that's a good one. That is a good one. And he's like, because we're all, I mean, it was so stinking funny. So that one that one will come up at some point. I can't remember if you told this one in a sermon or not, but I can't. I think it might have been in the podcast, the one where, like, the Jew goes to heaven and the angel says, "Oh, you're room five, you know, but be really quiet when yeah, you yeah. pass room six. Yeah, and, yeah. And the evangelical or the uh, <laughs> the Catholic gets there and they're like, "Oh, okay, be really quiet. You're in room nine, but be really quiet when you go past room six. And then finally someone asks, well, what's in room six? He says, oh, well, don't tell anybody. It's the Baptists. They think they're the only ones that are here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, right? And so here, and here's another reason that I love the preacher joke. Mm-hmm. I was in the Navy. Right. And I heard my call to ministry when I was 30. I had a whole adult, like young adult lifetime's worth of very inappropriate jokes <laughs> that I had to set to the side. Yeah. I had to learn a whole new repertoire. Like I, I could tell you the funniest joke I've ever heard. I cannot tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is about a priest in confession, but it's not. I can't tell, yeah, I can't right tell now. it right now. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. So, you know, we laugh a lot in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we have a good time. Um, but I was kind of wondering, how has doing this podcast together impacted how you work together or how you individually preach or has have you found that it's it's changed any of the ways that you do things um i will say that you know we've got a new arrangement now where um and this is not this has not been the case previously here at christ united where uh table of grace the modern worship service is on mm-hmm, the same mm-hmm. preached in the same series as the sanctuary and stephanie and i both agreed that that was a very important thing mm-hmm. Um, and because Reagan is pretty heavily involved in preaching in both places, um, we've done things way more collaborative, collaboratively than mm-hmm. I'm used to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been always the, the primary preacher. And so I always just 
to come up with the stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and then take it to staff and then we talk about how to market it or how to include, like how to make that part of other ministries in the church, like children's ministries and youth ministries, right. but it's never been collaborative. We came up with the Faith Matters uh, Easter series together. I mean, the mm -hmm. three of us in the clergy conference room kind of rethinking what we had originally planned. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's a whole different process doing it that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm kind of a control freak. I, I, I'm used to being in charge and I, um, uh, it's not that I'm not open to other ideas. It's mm -hmm. just, I'm not used to having more than one person steer <laughs> where right. we're going, you know what I mean? Right. So that's been good. I mean, I think we, where we ended up with Faith Matters was a really good mm -hmm. series. We're doing something a little bit differently this summer where it's the same kind of general outline. We're doing summer books, summer movies, summer mm -hmm. vacations, and we're right. doing our own thing within that framework. But, and then, you know, I, I, it is the case now that when I'm writing a sermon, I feel like if there's things that are left unsaid, that's okay. Cause I'll have another forum to mm -hmm. talk about it more. Mm -hmm. Help you be a little more concise, maybe even because you know, you're going to get to have more space. I'm, I'm very, so every sermon that I ever preach is run by my wife mm -hmm. who is constantly asking me this is the, so what question. Mm -hmm. So being concise has never, hasn't been a problem for a gotcha. long time, mm -hmm. but feeling okay about that right. <laughs> is different now because right. there's a whole another format, a whole second format to mm -hmm. You just fold the it. corner of the page. It's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll call you. I love this. the section, but I'm just going to set it to the side and we'll deal with it later. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, for me. So not only do I get really nervous to preach like when we because we're still recording mm -hmm. as of now pre-recording so you know i pre-record and then uh i've got the podcast mm -hmm. and then i have to do it live as well and so i just get more nervous like when i know <laughs> i have to preach i automatically i'm like and then we have to do the podcast and chris has to ask me questions <laughs> so i get real nervous so those weeks I'm pretty stressed out mm -hmm. it's fine don't eat a lot don't sleep well it's fine oh my no. god um, but no, it has, uh, I think it has allowed me or, um, encouraged me. Well, we, I love our library. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many good sources. And so I think I've done more exegetical work and, and more because I know that I need to have that, but then also for the podcast to be able to talk about things deeper. Mm -hmm. And so it's really made, um, my sermon writing process much, um, deeper mm -hmm. and, uh, challenging and I I'm I just feel like I'm learning a lot um to be honest like seminary was not the best time in my life mm -hmm. for me personally mm -hmm. and so I feel like I missed out a lot on a lot of the learning mm -hmm. <laughs> and remembering just because of where I was kind of spiritually and emotionally at that time and so I feel like I'm kind of rediscovering things that like oh I probably learned that in seminary and I don't rem <laughs> don't remember it mm -hmm. so it's been good it's been really good. That's awesome. I know that I've felt like I've had more of a rapport with you guys. I think that it's easy to get between administrative offices and pastoral offices mm -hmm. to get accidentally siloed <laughs> right? just by sheer workload. <clears throat> Especially in an operation this size. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> just by the physical building. Right. Um, so it's it's been really good to get to have access to each other in this way. So like you said about the Exegetical. exegetical work. Has there been anything this year that you know you're going to dive into more in the fall or in the years to come that you've been studying that you're excited about? I usually plan pretty far in advance. We're planning through the end of the year mm -hmm. in terms of um, sermon series. 
and we always leave some placeholders for right like breaking news type things mm-hmm. um i'm so you know with the whole world opening back up i'm really very much looking forward to back to school back to church mm-hmm. we've got our work <laughs> our informal working title is eight weeks of awesomeness <laughs> yes eight weeks <laughs> where we awesome. have um it's two different sermon series but we're trying to craft it such that there's something compelling on campus every mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, let's just be honest that some people are going to have to break a habit of mm-hmm. just rolling out of bed and watching church in their PJs. Yeah. Which was great for the pandemic. But now, you know, that's not exactly how Jesus designed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul and the early church, the apostles. So, um, we're, you know, we're going to, uh, continue this long range project of exploring characters from the Bible mm-hmm. with Abraham and Sarah back to school. And then just like we did our, why the, why our faith matters. Mm-hmm. So then in September we're doing why the church specifically matters. Gotcha. And then I'm already thinking about Christmas and stuff. Oh yeah. Also we have Don's retirement sermon, which yeah. is very, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's feel like that's been a long time coming. I feel like that <laughs> yeah. was because when was it originally supposed to be? It was originally going to be in May of 2020. Right. Okay, and it kind of kept shifting a little bit, and then shifting a little bit, and then it kind of uh-huh. got <laughs> a postmark next yeah. to it. Well, it changed also when when Don joined the staff in a pastor mm-hmm. emeritus role. So he, I mean, we, you know, I see Don every day, right? So it's not like he's retired, going to the ranch. <laughs> um, so this is a, but the congregation doesn't get to see him as much. Mm-hmm. If you're here on Sunday, you'll see him lurking in the narthex and uh, <laughs> hanging out. That's that'll be good. That'll be in November. We're planning on that. We'll obviously be a big announcement. Sure, about that. sure. So, in terms of like themes of the sermon series, mm-hmm. that's where we're going to be. And for and really, it's coming out of the pandemic. It's going to be about connection. Yeah, you know, it's going to be about re replugging into the community that we all love that we've missed. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've all gone through the emotions now of seeing people back in church and watching their emotion mm-hmm. <laughs> as they come back for the first time. Mm-hmm. Cause of course we haven't, the three of us have been around for right. the whole time. Yeah. We've been hanging out. That, that kind of slides directly into my next question for y'all, which is as we are entering this new season with everybody kind of coming back and um, people kind of transitioning their lives to come back. What do you hope we will keep from this experience? Um, and remember as they come back too. our kind of tagline is come back to what you love. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, there's a bunch of cliches about this. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. (laughs) I think that's true in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, (laughs) what I hope, I, I mean, one thing that I hope that I'd never do is take for granted the simple pleasure of gathering together in community. Mm-hmm. I just hope I never take that for granted again. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, because none of us could ever possibly have imagined that we couldn't. Right. <laughs> right. There are days that we don't want to. Mm-hmm. But um, there's obviously ways that we've been able to connect. I think the the technology, our outreach to people who truly can't be here for whatever reason, um, whether they're out of town or they're sick or they, you know, they have some kind of thing that prevents them from being in the community, I think our our ability to meet that need is exponentially greater than it was 15 months ago. <clears throat> but um, I hope that we just remember that we really missed it when we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've one thing that I've seen 
um, a lot of the Sunday school classes have, you know, they've, they've done such a fantastic job. I mean, the things they've had to learn in order, I mean, well, all of us learning zoom and how to work it correctly. And, you know, we still struggle with it at times, Mm -hmm. but, um, the fact that so many of them, you know, would have class and then like they'd do like a midweek, even just social hangout over zoom, or they would try to pivot and like, well, some of us are going to gather on a patio. I hope people are, that impacts people to to remember that like it's not just a Sunday thing. Yeah. That we need to be checking on people all the time mm-hmm. and engaging with people and that really this life of faith and being community and loving our neighbor is an everyday sort of thing. And so I hope we don't forget that. I hope people have been changed and um and I hope people will also remember like in the very beginning like how incredibly isolating it was like when like really like people I mean it was really scary in the beginning I think we forget like Mm -hmm. you know um and how some people feel like that a lot Mm -hmm. like all the time and so I hope people will have more compassion and a sense of care for those that either um are going through grief or have depression or anxiety and how like we need to show up and be be Christ to those people by like loving them and simply being a presence with them, mm-hmm. not always having everything to say, but simply just showing up. Um, so I hope people remember that and just coming to church. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is such a gift. I've talked to so many people that say, man, like you don't realize like this was the highlight of my week, like mm-hmm. to have this, like when I'm retired and I don't get to go and, you know, go into the office and see friends, like I look forward to Sunday. So to not have that has been so hard. And so mm-hmm just thinking about like by you showing up and saying hi to someone like that makes third day right <laughs> like I don't know there's just so much power in in our physical presence or, um, among one another yeah it kind of reaches back to what y'all were talking about with the Holy Spirit and how you preach and how that helps other people differently mm-hmm. uh, you showing up doesn't just help the discipline of being here and being a part of community mm-hmm. and your family and all of that it also you have no idea what saying hi to the person you usually sit next to yeah, can impact people, can cha- yeah. can change their week if they're having a, a hard time. You just never know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And this is the easiest way <laughs> to be a part uh-huh. of people's lives. Yeah. So as people look towards the summer, and we're going to take um, our, our two-month break yeah. here to um, rest and rebuild and come back strong, mm-hmm. um, how can our listeners um, out there prepare for what we've got going on this summer and fall. Like in what way can they lean in during our time off, um, as they have here with us? You know, we've really loved people just like you were saying, Reagan, finding an additional way to be a part of community through the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what can they do while we're gone? <laughs> this is going to sound totally like a preacher thing to say. <laughs> um, but I, I really do think, I, like, I hope that one of the things that this podcast does is inspire people and and empower people to like have their own encounters with scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I know, this, like, I know this sounds like a stereotype, but I hope people read the Bible every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whether that's like a new devotional Bible or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I, I that kind of intentional connection this kind of harkens back to your evangelical roots and my catholic kind of ritual mm-hmm. roots um is really important uh so one thing we're 
being over adult discipleship as the, the the groups I'm kind of dreaming about or things we want to do, you know, I hope people are prepared um, to maybe go a little bit deeper, like sharing per- more personal things, being more vulnerable. So mm-hmm. like if you can <laughs> automatically start being more vulnerable, I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I mean, if you want to read, you know, Brene Brown is good. She's big on that. But I think getting the mindset of, of how can we come into church and how can we be in groups um, and actually share things? Because for we just came out of this time where like we've kind of felt alone. We couldn't share things. We were probably going through things. Um, and now it's time to like, let's be real mm-hmm. with one another and transparent and hold each other accountable. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So however, whatever ways you can kind of lean into that, I think mm-hmm. we'll um, better prepare you for this fall maybe. Yeah. And I know we have some summer groups that are starting. We're going to have Enneagram in July. Mm-hmm. There's what well, we have kill a mockingbird class. I'm doing help. Thanks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Starts next week. And, um, so yeah. And then in the fall, I've got some ideas Lots for some of things. Lots yes. of things. So yeah, there's going to be plenty of activity, especially through our summer vibes, um, series. Mm-hmm. And then our back to church, back to school, back to church series in the fall. We're going to make sure that there is plenty of ways to be a part of community. So. And there's going to be a fun, like the mm-hmm. the culmination of that eight-week series. Mm-hmm. So it's going to start on Back to School Sunday, which is mm-hmm. August 8th. Mm-hmm. So that that starts the Abraham and Sarah series. That's also Back to School Sunday because because that's the, the Sunday before Frisco and Plano schools go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then September 5th, which is Labor Day weekend, we start the Y Church or Back to Church, mm-hmm. whatever we're going to end up calling that. But the on the 26th, September 26th, which we hope to have pumpkins that day. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a big shindig. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Over on the north parking lot, we'll have food trucks. Ashley's advocating for a pie-eating contest of some kind. Oh, yes. yeah. I'm so in. I real. I mean, I think people would love it. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm really looking for And the point of that is that we're finally all mm-hmm. able to get back together. And yeah. even for those who are a little more cautious, it'll be outside. It's mm-hmm. going to be great. So Music and games and just a chance to, it'd be also a great event to invite the person you've been meaning to invite yep. mm-hmm. and 100%. bring some people to just come have a good time with us here at church. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the fall. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know I get to read the notes, so I know what's coming, but <laughs> it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really good. So as we wrap up, um, essentially for the summer, you know, we're kind of on summer break. What's on y'all's summer reading list? What's sitting next to your beds that y'all are going to either read or listen to in your downtime when you're, you know, kicking it on the beach or yeah, whatever yeah. you've got planned? Well, I go on vacation with my kids, so I don't have a lot of time to read because they, need constant attention it's so annoying Harry Potter, no, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a lot of things so I'm reading um looking at some parenting books mm. um you know I'm raising a boy for the first time mm-hmm. and that's different so trying to kind of read about that I'm trying to be intentional about reading people um from authors people of color mm-hmm. so that and then let's see what else in leadership books I'm thinking about, I have a very high stack on my night. Today. Yeah. I've seen the picture of the stack. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty rough. Yeah. So I'm in this glorious time mm-hmm. <clears throat> where I've wrapped up the books that I've been working on. Right. And, uh, I love that. Like when you end the page of the book that you're finishing, then it's like the world's your oyster. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I've also done the, taken a deep dive on the whole, uh, conversation around racism and, um, taking a deep dive on, 
uh, authors of color. Mm-hmm. So I just finished Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. It's kind of a okay. classic mm-hmm. African-American uh, literature book. Um, I just wrapped up uh, Why we, uh, Where Do We Go From Here by mm-hmm. MLK. Um, of course, Crossing the Lynch Street. It's all really, really stinking heavy is my point. Yeah. And I also finished my, um, my daily Bible reading. Um, it, I didn't do it in a full year, you know, overlapped. And so all that's done. And so I thought, well, now what do I want to do? It's summer. Mm-hmm. And so I am not, I'm reading just something that I want to read. So every night I read literature mm-hmm. fiction. I mean, yeah, because I read so much theology and leadership stuff and yeah. the news and blah, blah, blah. So I just started, I love Larry McMurtry mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just started the last picture show. I've read all of his, um, Western stuff. Okay. When we lived in Henrietta, I read Lonesome Dove. I mean, mm-hmm. that all that you have mm-hmm. kind of have to. Yeah. Um, and I love his writing style. So I'm reading that, and um, that's my only. That's the, actually the only thing I'm reading at the moment, wow. which is glorious. That's crazy. I mean, we just got back from vacation, so right. Um, that's good. Uh, Ralph Ellison was good. It was kind of a heavy read, Invisible Man. And then I've got, I got a stack mm-hmm. to work on, but. I'm going to put that on hold for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I have a fun stack too, actually, because, you know, I'm getting ready for all of our educational podcasts as mm-hmm. well. We've got a um, one that we're going to start this summer with me and Kristen and Meredith again. Um, we're going to read The Making of Biblical Womanhood by Beth Allison Barr. That's a book about the subjugation of women becoming gospel truth. Wow. So I'm really excited about that. It is very, it is... It is both easy to read and also very dense. Mm. So I'm having a hard time reading mm. it before bed <laughs> um, because it puts me straight to sleep. Well, awesome, guys. Um, do you have anything that y'all want to share? Anything you want to tab on here at the end before we wrap up our first season? <laughs> well, so you are not allowed to delete this part out. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to thank you. Like the whole podcast ministry <laughs> vision has is is entirely wrapped up in your um in your vision and your passion and your expertise and none of those 20,000 plus listens would have happened without you so thank you for what you do and your creativity in um like identifying different things for us to be working on is fantastic so i'm i just couldn't be more delighted about where the ministry is now and where we're headed in the future so oh, all that you. must go in this cut. <laughs> um, Thank you very much. And I, you know, I just hope that, uh, I, I hope people are able to travel some this summer mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and unplug some this summer. Um, I know we've been, uh, everybody's been hunkered down more or less in their own places, in their own safe places for a long time. And uh, I hope that uh, wherever people go or are able to go, it's soul, st- soul restoring, soul, soul renewing, yeah. and uh, they meet God there just like they have met God at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just looking forward to season two. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I was right about Jonah. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Boom, there it is. Mic drop. That is it. Thank that you. That is false. <laughs> to quote the great Dwight K. Schrute. <laughs> false. False. And thank you to everybody who uh, who tunes in every week. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a pleasure for us to be able to, you know, explore fun ideas in a more casual way. So we look forward to being back with you next season. Mm-hmm. God bless y'all over the summer, and we'll see you in August. 
Thanks for joining us for this episode of Offscript. It was hosted by Reverend Chris Dowd and Reverend Reagan Gilland. Produced by Ashley Danner as a part of the Christ United Podcast Ministries. You can visit cumc.com backslash podcasts in order to see all of the series we have available. Like, subscribe, and follow us so that you don't miss a single episode. Thank you for supporting us. Have a great week.